Many different variations there for you, because it is Fry Internet Day within the Libro Cube, and of course, there is many different things on that Fry Internets, so why not say Friday many different ways? I don't think that makes um, any sense at all, but neither does the Internet. Aha! Gotcha. Or did I? Or didn't I? I am so confused. I should probably start over, but there's no time for that. I like to say at the top of every show that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. That is ridiculous. No, the only payment I ask is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. You can do so also. Uh, I just realized I meant to do this since last Friday Internet Day yet have not done it once. Uh, and that is to say that now the Lackadaisical Liberal Kibberkalist podcast has an app. There's an app for that. Period. Uh, available in the Android Google Play Marketplace. You can uh, search either Lackadaisical or Liberal Kibberkalist, or I made it easy to, you could just uh, type in Liberal Cube, and that, uh, that will bring it up. Yay. So download that, uh, totally free, and uh, it would be nice to get some downloads. So far, uh, I haven't checked, but I don't think there's too many. This uh, was a service offered by uh, Podbean, who hosts this podcast. Very nice of them. Uh, It is part of the membership plan that I uh, chose, and cost 50 bucks optional if you wanted them to sort of um, host it, I guess, for you, create it for you. So there you go. Not a bad deal. Fifty bucks for a for a Android app. Hey, I'm not going to complain. Also, if you want it on your iDevice, uh, they've recently I don't know created or upgraded their mobile sites, so uh, it's a lot more streamlined. And you can uh, streamline even down to the fact that I think there is now a button that you just push, which will add it to your home screen. So that's kind of app like, sort of apropos. <laughs> Oh. Okay, uh, a lot of podcast business to get out of the way there, including today's sponsor. Hmm. Today's sponsor is Forever Alone You Jelly Personal Lubricant. Once again, today's sponsor is Forever Alone You Jelly Personal Lubricant. Alright, let's hop right in. Two things from the Frahinternet. Item the first is two in one. It is our good buddy, our good pal, uh, who we have missed dearly, Mr. Adam Sessler. Adam Sessler, as you know, was on the now, uh, I guess you could say, defunct, 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 defunct. Uh, I'm not sure which one's right. Defunct. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, G4 network. Yes. <laughs> Let's not get stuck on defunct. Defunct. That's the kind of music maybe a uh, Jamaican person might enjoy other than reggae is defunct. He, uh, Adam Sessler, not the Jamaican, uh, had a show called X-Play in which he reviewed video games with Miss Morgan Webb. Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, more of her, too. I wonder where she is now. Because she was very, very funny and super, super attractive as well. Yay, that combination. Uh, Adam Sessler has the combination of being super eerily intelligent and not (laughs) good-looking. Sorry. But uh, good at talking video games, among many other subjects. However, that is where his sort of focus lies. So it's been uh, quite a while since X-Play's been off the air, and I've kind of uh, been keeping my eyes peeled for what he is doing, and he has since landed on uh, landed on or in uh, a company called Revision 3? Revision 3 Gaming? Oh, shit. Yeah, what's it called? Revision 3. Revision 3. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Why do, why do I keep saying it? Revision 3. Which uh, is a website and does videos and has a YouTube channel and is, I think, all video game focused. I'm pretty sure. I didn't delve too deeply in their company other than the parts that Adam Sessler is now doing. I don't know if he's, like, super grand poobah over there now, but uh, I hope he is because he would bring a lot to the table. The, the freakish intelligence and the uh, decades of video game experience. Uh, okay, so let's jump into the two things specifically that I brought back. One is his review of the new God of War game, God of War Extension. Ascension, sorry. Extension? I don't think that's a word. Ascension, though, is a word. This is a prequel, which uh, I guess that makes sense, because I thought God of War 3 was, like, the the last game. So this is sort of has a feel a little bit of a money grab, because these games make a shit ton of money. Uh, Adam Sessler says the story is a little muddled, which, for video games to have a story that is kind of a little crazy and may not make 100% sense, is not unusual by any means. Uh, they've changed it this time around, apparently, that... Rather than have a bunch of weapons, you just have your one um, sword-slash-chain weapon, which he pointed out, and I agree, that this is not necessarily a bad thing, because most of the time, you would sort of pick this one weapon, your main weapon, and use it for uh, 95% of the game, and then only use your secondary weapons when sort of you absolutely had to. So the fact that now there's only one is not such a big deal, and they're they're upgradable RPG-like, so still fun to be had. Uh, upgradable by uh, element as well, so you'll be able to upgrade sort of their fire, uh, frost, and shock abilities, and soul. Soul is the is the other one. So that that sounds pretty cool. Now where this review sort of, I guess you would even go uh, so far as to say convinced me not to get this game, which I am not going to get this game. This is the first God of War game that I will not get. Uh, That is how convincing Mr. Adam Sessler is and how much I trust his opinion. Uh, He says that this game is quite often 
frustrating to the point of uh, even unplayability. I've talked about in some of my quote-unquote reviews, because Adam Sussler does it right and professionally, whereas I just kind of uh, plot along and say what comes to mind regardless. Uh, if you want to see how a professional reviews video games, I think he is sort of the very pinnacle of that art. Uh, yeah, frustrating to the point of unplayability. Uh, I've talked about how in games where when it reaches a point where I've died and then gone back and tried it again and died and done it three, four times, eventually I'll just re reach the point where I say, well, screw this. There's hundreds, if not thousands of other games out there I could be playing right now. So uh, why frustrate myself with this one? I think the last time I did that was... Uh, Retro City Rampage, if I do recall. Which is too bad, because I remember that game was fun up until uh, I died so many times in a row that I said, fuck this garbage, I'm turning you off. I also listened last week, or was it this week? No, no, last week to a podcast, Vic's Basement, which I brought back a couple of times, and he also mentioned this fact. The other, uh, he also awesome video game reviewer, I should mention, up there with Adam Sessler, no doubt about it. His show on TV reviews on the run, however, his podcast, Vic's Basement, uh, will go a little more in-depth. Uh, they both, Adam and Vic, talked about a scene in this in which you uh, killed, smashed in the face of a harpy. A harpy, of course, is sort of a woman demon, so... Uh, this act takes place very brutal, very uh, sort of in a cinematic, uh, I guess maybe a quick time event from the sounds of it. Uh, and then a trophy will pop up that uh, trophies uh, always have names associated with them. This trophy's name was Bros Before Hose. So basically, you kill a woman viciously, and then a trophy pops up that said uh, Bros Before Hose. Which, needless to say, uh, had a lot of people, uh, Adam and Vic included, not too impressed with this fact. So many people, in fact, that the makers of God of War had released a, a patch to change the name of this with apologies for doing it. So, I guess that's something. They realized they did the friggin' bonehead maneuver there. Uh, okay, so also... Mr. Sessler has a new, I guess you call it web series. We've kind of decided along the way in this podcast that we just call things web series because it's easier to do than trying to figure out what you could call something like his um, web series. See? What do you call it? I don't know. It's called Sessler's Something. Very, very, very reminiscent of when he was on G4. He had another web series called Sessler's Soapbox, in which he would just come and sort of shoot the shit for, you know, three, seven minutes, whatever, about things happening in the gaming industry, things perhaps happening in his life. What he brought up here was he didn't specifically talk about how it had to do with God of War, because the review hadn't come out with, but he talked about gaming difficulty and aging. Adam Sessler is... What is he? Uh, I guess he's in his 40s anyways, and uh, when a game such as this gets so sort of frenetic and crazy, and your timing ha has to be absolutely 100% perfect in order for you to complete it, 
uh, he feels the pain. He said he played for six hours trying to get past this one point and just could not do it and was thrown his controller and just wanted to quit and go spend time with his wife. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm glad I'm not a freaking professional because I would have given up after the first half hour, probably. He uh, said he had to get a younger guy who worked for this company to come in and get past this one point. Uh, said it sort of made him really feel his mortality. He gets uh, very serious sometimes, and uh, I appreciate it. Thrown in a, a dash of seriousness-osities. Uh, okay, so, spent a lot more time talking about Mr. Adam Sessler than I planned on. However, uh, just such a great guy. I really like him, and will definitely uh, bring back shit involving him in the future, because I did subscribe to the uh, Revision 3 YouTube channel, so I will get his videos every week and bring back the best of the best, even though they're all best. Okay, let's get in one more item before I get to work. Oh, uh, I should mention, and I actually did yesterday, that uh, every episode this week was a short one, with the exception of this one, because the Fry Internets are just so brimming with goodies that it is virtually impossible to fit them all into one uh, half episode. So I don't even bother trying. Uh, let's move on to a TED Talk. We love us some TED Talks in the Liberal Cube, do we not? We do! Don't even think about it. Oh, he's gonna think about it. Bastard. Okay, TED Talk, TED Talk. Uh, just brought one back this week. However, it was, again, one of these examples of did not plan on bringing one back, but this one was just sort of so uh, moving, mind-blowing. Uh, one of those ones where I wish everyone would just watch. It was where I think, uh, I think it was like the creator of TED Talks uh, shit, didn't write down his name, that is the name curse, and once again, rearing its ugly head, sat down with Mr. Elon Musk. Elon Musk, who, uh, started off, was the, well, I don't know if he started off, but made his fortune as the creator of PayPal. PayPal, um, I've used for many, many years. He sold, uh, sold PayPal for billions of dollars, and then, uh, has since sort of, uh, turned, transformed into, like, this uber-rich nerd, <laughs> really, is kind of a way to look at him. Recently read a giant article in Wired about him, it keeps popping up in, like, just kind of nerdy articles because of the shit that he is doing, uh, to this planet, and, and I kind of mean it that way. He is doing things to this planet that are changing it. For example, his uh, Tesla cars, which are electric cars, has plans for three models. Two of them are uh, in production. The first one, which you may have heard of, was like a super high-end electric car. Came out, I guess it was a couple years back. Uh, then he created sort of a mid-range um, $60,000, $50,000 version of it. And his next plan is to have sort of a uh, assembly line, uh, although I wouldn't say inexpensive version, he said like uh, $30,000, which I guess is sort of more in line with maybe not average cars, but cars. So that's uh, something to, he sort of changed the face of the automobile industry in that he is sort of at the forefront for electric cars. Big, big supporter of that. 
Solar City is a project he has created, which I don't know how much headway it has made, that basically, from the sounds of it, this company will come to your house, put uh, solar panels on your house at no charge, and <laughs> that's it. You will, you will pay them a sort of monthly fee, uh, a lease, if you will. However, this lease, this monthly fee, will be less than uh, what you are currently paying in your uh, hydro bill. So that's awesome. I think the coolest, though, is, is SpaceX, which is a privately funded uh, space exploration company. It's mind-blowing. He has, most recently, what I saw... Oh, yeah, it was actually in this video, too. He has created the first rockets that could take off and land. So far, rockets are basically shot into space, and then uh, the rocket portion is destroyed and not able to be reused. However, he has created a rocket that can be used over and over again, which was sort of what was limiting us as a species from exploring the stars. It was that one step needed to to progress towards that fact. Just mind-blowing stuff. Really, really hope you watch this video. I'm at work! So, I am going to go in and do eight hours of work, then I'm going to meet you back here for a bunch more episode of the... What? Love your dairies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! 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 We are back! Back in action! Hello again! Eight hours of work completed. Working robot powering down. Why do uh, robots sound so sad when powering down? Powering down. It's the one of the one of the few times when robots will uh, show emotion is when they are powering down. Sadness. Huh. How about that? Let's goddamn fucking well jump right back into the Fry Internets because we don't have a choice. It is Fry Internet Day, and I'm going to throw things from the interwebs into your ear holes regardless of what you want. Uh, however, I suppose you could turn this off, and then um, that wouldn't happen. So basically, you have all the control now that I think about it, so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw out an apology for getting so aggressive there. Apologies. So we did uh, our Adam Sessler talk this morning, a little Elon Musk magic. Um, I didn't quite... Let me just see that. Tesla, Solar City, SpaceX. Okay, yeah, I think we covered that pretty well. Uh, if you listened to last Internet Day episode, you may have noticed that it was the first... Fry Internet Day episode I have ever done, out of all however many I have done, quite a number. Well, I guess if you take 80... what is this? 85? 87. Is this episode 87? I think this is episode 87, and then divided by uh, 4 or 5. I don't know. <laughs> this is math. Uh, I know I've mentioned on 1 or 2 or other numbers... 
podcast that my brain does not do math. So I was going to, I don't know why I thought I could and would attempt to do some math there. Um, it was silly of me. Again, apologies. Anyways, it was the very first podcast that I did not mention our buddy, our pal, one of the reasons I am doing this podcast, Mr. Chris Hardwick. So, uh, if he could forgive me, I'm sure he would. Probably the first step in forgiveness would be him knowing that I do a podcast and knowing of my existence. Yeah, you know what? Um, technically, he does know of my existence. Let me explain why, don't I? Uh, a couple years back, maybe it was last year even, I, uh, when I first got on the Twitters, well, I first got on it and then didn't really get it and stayed away for probably six, eight months, a year, maybe even. Uh, then I hopped back on and started sending out tweets, um, just trying to be funny, basically, was the attempt, mixed in with tweeting at famous people uh, people I admire, things like that, trying to get a response. Now, one of the people that I did get a response from was none other than Mr. Chris Hardwick himself. I actually, <laughs> this was sort of putting the nail in the coffin of uh, the missus saying that I like Chris Hardwick too much. I printed it off and have a little copy of it hanging in my office. So, yes, that's embarrassing. But I said it anyways, because I don't care. So, uh, last Fry Internet Day, he did not come up, so this time I figured I'd bring him up several times, including that embarrassing story. Actually, well, I didn't plan on doing that, but sometimes things flow from the old mouth hole uh, that I uh, have no control over, and I refuse to edit them out, unless they're really bad, in which case I probably have edited some things out. No, <laughs> not really. Not really much in the way of editing, editing things out. Other than the occasional, uh, uh, guttural utterances, the occasional not talking at all, and the occasional swearing at other drivers. Sometimes I will cut out driving related things, because you probably are not that interested in my driving. Boring. Alright, first item Chris Hardwick related was, he had a video on his YouTube channel, the Nerdist YouTube channel, uh, about the 16th Annual Dice Awards. The Dice Awards, uh, Dice stands for something. Uh, something video game related. Let me see if I could make something up, because I didn't write down what it stands for, and I do not know what it stands for. How about, uh, we'll call it, it's a D-Industry of C Video Game Entertainment. No sense whatsoever. I, uh, yeah. There's there's no excuses for what I just did there. The horrible job I did at that. Uh, so again, three times a charm, apologies. This, this is the apology episode. The reason it was on his YouTube channel, this little, uh, little snippet, little news, little blurb video, uh, was because he hosted these awards. They are awards for the video game industry, uh, as I understand it, by the video game industry. So, uh, cool from the point of view that it is sort of the peers, the video game folk and their peers uh, patting each other on the back. <laughs> uh, 
I guess that's kind of a bad way to look at it. Although, uh, it is not by any means a, a bad thing. It's a cool thing. They deserve their props. They do uh, amazing work, these people. It didn't get into a huge amount of detail. It was a pretty short video, but I did write down that uh, Borderlands 2 won for uh, Action Game of the Year. So that was cool, just for the reason that I played it and I reviewed it on this podcast, no less. So if you if you care to hear that episode, you could do so. I don't remember what it's called, so uh, I don't actually know how you would find an episode other than scrolling back and looking for one in which this description has Borderlands 2 in it. That's kind of a pain. So, um, yeah, sorry. Apologies. <laughs> All G number four. Let's see, what else did I write down? Oh, uh, the video game Journey took home eight awards in various different categories, which that, that game was sort of critically acclaimed, reviews by players, good, acclaimed, what? Uh, and now acclaimed by game makers themselves, which makes total sense to me. It was sort of, again, reviewed on this podcast, which you can go back and find somehow. Oh, jeez, apologies. Uh, it was just unlike any game, basically, experience I've ever had. I did talk about how, uh, in the video game journey, it was the first time ever in a video game that I was so moved that literally, uh, in the last sort of sequence of the game, shed a little tear. Yeah, a video game-related tear. My very first, if I do recall. Wow. Alright, uh, let's move on to... Oh, uh, just one more final thing. That uh, in this sort of opening sequence uh, of Chris Hardwick hosting the 16th annual DICE Awards in front of the, the luminaries of the video game world, he, within one of his opening jokes, used the word boner farts. Boner farts. Alright, you understand now why uh, I appreciate him and his comedy and his nerdy nerdy empire so much. It's because of things like boner farts. <laughs> Alright, next is a California on. California on. Last week, was it last week? Last week or the week before, I brought back to the old LibroCube for the first time ever an interview of Kasim G, who is a uh, YouTube sensation. Yeah, we could go that, sure, why not? Uh, he does a web series called Going Deep, in which he interviews porn stars, so I talked about that. I also mentioned how he his sort of usual bread and butter is another uh, web series, geez, group of videos he posts on the YouTubes. We're going to call that a web series, right? That makes sense. Whatever, I don't care about your terminology. I'm going to call everything a web series from now on. Anyways, got a little aggressive there, apologies. Um, <laughs> his sort of normal bread and butter is called California On, in which he will go to Venice Beach and interview the folk there, the crazy folk there, uh, about you, a wide variety of topics. He'll usually have a theme each week. Uh, I did mention last week, I think it was last week, how my favorite versions of this are when he goes to, like, a Comic-Con or, like, a, a sex expo. Those ones are the best, actually, now that I think about it. The sex expo ones. I don't think it's actually called sex expo. Maybe it is, actually. Anyways, 
Uh, this one, he was at South by Southwest, which uh, is funny, not funny, haha. Well, yeah, it actually is that too. But funny because um, a lot of the podcasts I listen to and just internet things I expose myself to, expose myself, dirty robot, uh, sort of journey to the South by Southwest and film things there, record their podcasts there. A lot of, I don't even know if I'd necessarily go nerdy shit, but why not? Just for the sake of argument, go nerdy shit goes down at this South by Southwest, which I think is, <laughs> the funny thing is, every time I've brought it up, I don't think I've really mentioned anything as far as music. However, I think South by Southwest either is or started primarily as a music festival. Am I correct in that? Which is funny, again, not necessarily haha, more funny, interesting. The fact that this music festival that I have been hearing about for years and seems to be growing in podcasty, nerdy, movie famey. Uh, glory. Huh? Yeah. I kind of did not know anything really about the music side of it. So, huh. Let's, let's just leave it with, huh. Uh, okay, so he, Kasim G, was at this. Uh, first he went to the sort of exhibition hall of South by Southwest, which was weird because it seemed to me more just like a people going there to sell various products expo rather than any sort of movie or TV or music or podcast or YouTube expo, just sort of a, a selling things expo, it seemed like. Like, for example, Cassim uh, pointed out that the good people who make post-it notes had a booth at this thing. Everything um, was kind of a little boring on the dry side, as he was... Uh, humorously pointing out to the people in the exhibits, saying, oh, wow, this is boring. Uh, you have sucked um, entertainment out of my life. Go away. Things of that nature. Then he found out that this uh, South by Southwest actually has a party side to it. He joined that, obviously being a YouTube sensation. I don't think he would call himself that, but whatever. Uh, a lot of people recognized him, liked to uh, drink with him, hung out with a lot of scary drunk men. Didn't see a lot of ladies at this thing, just creepy drunk guys. Uh, okay, let's leave that there and move on to a podcast. Yeah. A podcast called Doug Loves Movies. <laughs> One of my favorite, consistently funny, brought it back a bunch of times. I wanted to bring this one back because the guests were Mr. Chris Hardwick. Aha, told you, a couple mentions there for him. Burps as well. Uh, Chris Hardwick, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins, and Werner Herzog. I did um, air quotes when I said Werner Herzog because he was there only in the sense that, I don't know if I should ruin this for you, but I'm going to. He was there only in the sense that Paul F. Tompkins was there doing an impression of him. He is a filmmaker, film maker of uh, German origin. If you Google him, which I had to because I wasn't sure exactly who he was, 
Uh, I do recognize his face. I think he's been in a couple of movies, uh, as well as directing them. Look at his IMDb, IMDb page, or as Doug Benson says, I am Doug Benson page. <laughs> Doug loves movies. IMDb is the internet movie database. He says, I am DB. I am Doug Benson. It is goddamn a perfect example of the comedy that ensues on this podcast. This meaning his, not necessarily this meaning mine. <laughs> Chris Hardwick was there and has been there for the last like four episodes because they play a game called, uh, oh shit, what are they called again? Um, Leonard Malton movie game? Leonard Malton game. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Why did I think there was like a fancy name for it? Yeah, just the Leonard Malton game. Ju- I shouldn't say just because it's an exciting game. Love to play it. I don't think I'd be very good at it, though. Anyways, Chris has been on repeatedly because he keeps friggin' winning at it. And the funny thing about that is he keeps saying he's not very good at it, and yet keeps winning. He must know movies pretty well. Oh, uh, look, I I wrote... (laughs) Look, I say. So I say, oh, look. And then I point at my notes as if I was recording this with some sort of video equipment. However, I am not. This is what you call an audio podcast. It has only taken me 87 episodes to figure out that you cannot see what I'm looking at. Yowza. Uh, anyways, oh look at this note that I wrote about Werner Herzog. He directed the movie uh, Bad Lieutenant, colon, Port of Call, colon, <laughs> New Orleans. I don't think there's actually two colons, but you could put two colons. And he did mention, actually, in this podcast that he would love to create a movie that had two colons in it, because apparently a lot of his movies have colons, I guess? Yes. All right, let's move on quickly, uh, which I have to do quickly, because I'm almost at home. Yay, home. Relax. Good. I figured I'd fit this one in just to stay with the theme of Chris Hardwick and bring up his interview on his podcast, which got the sort of whole Nerdist Empire ball rolling, uh, an interview with Mr. Nick Offerman. This sort of fits well in this podcast, not only because of Chris Hardwick, but because uh, Nick Offerman, who you may know, and I hope you know, from uh, the television program Parks and Recreation, sometimes called Parks and Rec, when you're in a hurry, like I am. However... Uh, I just used both examples, which slowed things down a bit. And now I'm explaining it, which is further slowing things down. Which means, uh, shit, I fucked that up. (laughs) Basically. Because I'm at home now. Uh, what could I say in friggin' ten seconds? Man, really dropped the ball. Me, Me repeatedly saying that I screwed up and dropped the ball is not helping the situation by any means. Uh, it was an awesome interview. Nick Offerman is as funny as you hoped he would be. I think that is a, a terrific summation of the interview. I hope you listen to it because it's a perfect example of why podcasts are awesome. Two funny dudes sitting down, shooting the shit for an hour and change, talking about whatever comes to mind. Uh, gives me a warm, happy glow that I can also do a podcast that is probably, hopefully, striving to be one um, one hundredth as awesome as that is. You know what? 
I said go listen to it. Don't goddamn well do it, because you'll never come back here if you do. It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper